0: Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Omen Podcast. I'm your host, Sad Sage.
1: And I'm Justin, or Justin.
0: All right, and um, we are a podcast dedicated to talking about forward thinking in electronic music production, electronic music creation. Um, And so today we want to talk about what is electronic music Um, A lot of people are like, oh, it's techno," and oh, it's that house stuff, and oh, it's like dubstep. And I think those are obviously main culture sections of quote-unquote EDM, but uh, we as electronic music producers um, know that it's so much broader, and there's all these other niches inside of that culture. Um, so, uh, Zinn, what do you have to say about what is electronic music?
1: Um, you know, I think it encompasses like, um, you know, more than just electronic music. Cause you look at like pop music today, that's electronic music. You look at country music today, that's electronic music. <laughs> um, you look at hip hop today, that's electronic music, everything is essentially electronic music if it unless it's like recorded you know in a studio all live band and everything um then it's electronic music um everything uses midi nowadays um from you know different guitar parts and everything is sequenced in a doll with midi um and i think that all kind of encompasses that and then i feel like the You know, even like in hip hop, especially like you have, um, you know, the usage of samples, which is something that's kind of similar with like house music. (coughs) Um, House music uses a lot of samples just like hip hop does. But people tend to sometimes tend to try to separate hip hop away from electronic music. Um, And I think there's also kind of this association that electronic music doesn't have like vocals in it. I think that's, like, kind of this common thing, too. Like, mm-hmm. um, So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, so, for me, uh, I had quite a bias towards electronic music. I actually thought dubstep was demonic. <laughs> I thought it had... Thought I, dubstep was I, demonic. I, yeah, I thought, I wow, thought dubstep... Man. When I was, like, 16, <laughs> I thought, like, dubstep was demonic, and, like, it turned me off for a while. But I will say... For me, it was the the blending of cultures meshed into electronic music is what kind of like changed my perception about life as a whole. Um, I was introduced to electronic music with A Rap Music. I'm not sure if you're familiar with with him, A Rap oh, yeah. Music on the P- on the oh, yeah. MPC. But I'll never forget yeah. this. It was on BET's Rip the Runway. It was a fashion show, and right after BLB, which is the rapper I was really into at that time. Um, he mm-hmm. came out, did his performance, and then uh Nicki Minaj was the host and she was like, in the era of dubstep and this new emergence <laughs> of hip of hip hop and trap, we wanna welcome you. Uh, we, we wanna we wanna expose you to something new, something so far beyond his years. And uh, they they brought out A Rap music and like literally like he's going in on the NPC over like dubstep and techno samples. With like mm-hmm. hip hop and trap beats and stuff, and I was just like, "What the? What am I watching right now?" I didn't even watch the the models anymore. I was I was just so intrigued um, yeah. by what he was doing. And when I went to college, uh, I discovered K. Tronada, um, his his uh, blend with house, disco, and funk into electronic music, and um, Kill Paris as well with his his blend of. Uh, He took a print sample, and then he put dubstep over it. It Just like literally changed my life, bro. I was just like, you know, how do you do this? And so, like, for me, I feel like how people feel about hip hop, about electronic music. A lot of people say that hip hop is a celebration of all cultures because a lot of people, you know, they 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 they, uh, get their inspiration from hip hop beats or um, hip hop samples, all those things. But I think also electronic music is a celebration of all cultures because you've got, you know, um, the late Avicii, who had the number one, what was it, country song and EDM song with a hey brother, you know, that oh, that yeah. that song and you rest know. In peace. Yeah, yeah. recipes, you know what I'm saying? That song was legendary though. Yeah, that song <laughs> like, and like <laughs>
1: it, it just like it didn't get old. It was a hit yeah. and it just like Emory stayed <laughs> a hit that whole time. Like it was just yeah. charted like I don't know if any other electronic artists has charted like that. Uh, at uh least no past, I I, don't, I think I think, is, yeah, I, I think the thing is
0: yeah I think the thing is with electronic music it's about the niche that you know of yeah. and like uh, for Skrillex obviously he's the they call him the godfather of dubstep I don't know if I wholeheartedly agree with that cuz uh, you, nah. you you know yeah cuz <laughs> nah. you you obviously know that you know almost everything westernized comes from you know people of color usually yeah. um and yeah you can I'll go get, into the whole history of dub and reggae. yeah and, and reggae yeah reggae. and that's yeah, yeah like, we could talk about and, that real quick co- yeah like literally yeah. um for those that don't know look up the history of, of dubstep and literally it comes from raggae music and ska and uh mm-hmm. dubbing their voices and weird kind of fashions and things of that nature and it wasn't until like the, the uk where that culture popped off uh you know as as it always goes Uh, a different community uh, uh, uses it and then it takes off to this next level um, mainstream kind of thing you know, Flux Pavilion uh, Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name Dr. P and all the circus people like uh, all those guys Um, but um, yeah I'll say this definitely like electronic music obviously it it, it blends a lot of the digital aspects of what computers can do in music but yeah. man like it's something special when you can really blend it with some classic elements like r&b yeah. or like like i said funk and house and stuff like some really classic stuff uh even people that you make know, kind like of interesting, classical you know, music
1: it's weird because it's like it's like you know you bring up blending like traditional elements and stuff um or recorded elements um and essentially what modern other music has done is they blended electronic music electronic elements in with the recorded elements and um so it's funny because it's like pop music is the exact opposite of electronic music but a lot of times they both kind of sound the same in some cases um and like with you know especially when you talk about like using samples and um I think that's kind of interesting how that plays a part because you, you know, you're using samples that are oftentimes recorded music. It's oftentimes like recorded orchestras and strings and bands and stuff, and, you know, you're taking those samples and you're manipulating them electronically, and then you're, you know, making music out of that. Um, And I think that's kind of interesting how that kind of plays a a factor in electronic music, and I think sampling has a huge... Mm-hmm. role in it um, and then now you have like the resurgence of like musicianship too in yeah. that's kind of oh definitely in Def- electronic that, music yeah
0: um, um, especially with live performance dude like um, I think that's what's really taking off modern day is that people are getting away not people I would say a lot of artists are, are actually coming out more so like hey guys before I DJ'd and made electronic music I was this punk rock kid or I was this jazz yes. composer, or a bandy like a, a band person, or I was in choir, and they take that and like use that for their live performance with their electronic music, which takes us to a whole different like level. Um, for instance, Haywire, uh, he is a what um, I think he's traditionally in uh, jazz composition and cl- classical music, but he took his uh influence from flying lotus cohen sound and herbie hancock and like literally does his own thing with that i did not um, know
1: anywhere i was inspired by cohen
0: yeah cohen sound That's yeah one of my favorite group yeah. yeah like I real like talk yeah. yeah he said when he heard cohen sound and flying lotus it like changed his whole life too wow. like because he was just like i'm yeah. pretty sure he's always composed but like like he's always made his own music but he's never done anything with like production he's he's 100 self-taught at production yeah. Uh, when
1: I heard Cohen yeah. and when I heard Mr. Bill, I pretty much, that's when I stopped listening to dubstep stuff. I was like, oh, I was like, this is what I was looking, <laughs> looking yeah. for because it's yeah. like the musicianship along with like uh, the syncopation with the drums and then still the heavy hitting basses. And, yeah. um, you know, kind of, you know, shout out to Cohen. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know. um, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Palmo. Oh, my gosh. Have you heard of him
1: before? I've actually never I at least I may have listened to him before but not knowing who he was, I guess Dude. Like, oh if he came up man. in a playlist or something.
0: oh um, he's he's one of my biggest influences. Um uh Pomo focuses on 80s and 70s funk and uh takes those elements and blends with like modern electronic music. Um, his friends are actually Disclosure, k those are like his close friends. Okay. And uh, um, he plays his stuff live and he's also produced uh I don't know you that song Dang by Mac Miller and Anderson yeah. Pack. He made that. That's all him. Yeah, I like that track. Yeah, um, that's okay. that's all yeah, Pomo's, like that bro like that. Like how he blends jazz, R&B, funk and with all the electronic synthesis. Um, you also mm-hmm. got uh, Anomaly. You know, he's really taken off with his yeah. live performance. And he literally said, like, I think it was Jay Dillo's one of his main influences. Okay. And he's from France. <laughs> yeah. FKJ like as well.
1: Um, he has, like, the lo-fi um, vibe going on mm-hmm. with the keys on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder how many keys- Copies of KeyScape he sold just from uh, his demonstration. Bruh, I don't know yeah. if you've seen his KeyScape demonstration. Yeah, yeah he's I saw. That. Sold, he's probably sold like he's probably sold at least a, a few thousand copies of KeyScape. Um, yeah, I know people with KeyScape that don't even play piano. Like it's it's like that. Like and it's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, anomaly is dope. But yeah, that's definitely um, what we're talking about. Is just. We don't really know how to, I guess, give a straightforward definition of electronic music, yeah. but but we, we definitely know all of its niches um, and all of its uh, components that gives each niche its special character, uh, especially with um, future beats. So you got like Sam but, um, on, he But uh, on his Spotify, someone described his music as Hans Zimmerman, meets hip-hop and that's pretty much Sam mm-hmm. Gellatry. and I was like yeah that that's pretty they're like if you put an 808 if, if you give mm-hmm. Hans Zimmerman an 808 and some trap drums literally like they that, that's Sam Gelatry and I was like yeah I want
1: I want to hear Hans Zimmer make a trap beat I, <laughs> I bruh, that's something like, I got a request to <laughs> Hans Zimmer make a trap beat and and see how that comes out like that'd be that'd be like an interesting YouTube series or something like for someone to like Bring two people together, like you bring like Hans Zimmer and Metro Boomin together. Oh my gosh, that'd was... Make a trap beat, <laughs> <You're>
0: like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then like tries it would like be it would, Yeah, it would be pretty cool if like Hans Zimmerman would show Metro Boomin how to improve his bass lines. Oh yeah, like oh, you know yeah. from a from a com- from a composition standpoint, you know, yeah. like how to make a ballad out of eight hundred eight. End up layering like timpani with eight hundred eight. Yeah. Uh, Man, speaking of dead. that that's that's kind of what I started out doing uh, when I first started production was literally I was blending classical elements with trap um, for a little while uh, because I yeah. wanted to make like video game music um, yeah. and so like I would kind of do the same thing like fine timpani or triangles yeah a like little weird stuff <laughs> uh, See, starting off
1: right. I was I was designing <laughs> timpani I remember I uh, One of my first, like, um, sound design things was, like, on my old crappy laptop, I would um, design stuff in Subtractor and Reason, and I designed a timpani drum, and I was like, you know, this is cool. I'm going to see people download it. So I, like, uploaded it to Freesound, and, um, you know, freesound.org. They got a lot of free stuff on there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think today it has, like, a thousand downloads and a few people use it like in in shows like i have like i think like seven sounds on there um mm-hmm. and it's just like little percussion sounds i made using a synthesizer um but yeah like Dang. that on top of you know doing other you know production stuff but mm-hmm. it's funny you talk about modes of, you know classical music and i have like a stack of classical music vinyl right here oh um, wow yeah, I always get them from like, uh, get them from like the record stores. Mm-hmm. They're like on sale. Like, I think I paid like five bucks for like this. Like, let me see. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Mozart,
0: but. But backwards. <laughs> yeah, but
1: backwards, yeah. But. Yeah. Dusty. But, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Um, That's good. Um, what else could we talk about electronic music? Um oh yeah, let's talk about um any type of modern albums that might have used electronic music, but people think it's everything hip hop. <laughs> everything. Um, everything like, well used. specifically I wanna talk about uh Childish Gambino's uh Okay most recent album. Um I don't know if, if you've heard a lot of it, but the first the first half of it is Vaporwave. Oh, it's yeah. straight up Vaporwave, bruh. Like, cause it's, it's all 80s influenced. And so that's a whole culture itself is vaporwave. you wave. have
1: like two, don't you have two sides of vaporwave though? Is it vaporwave or is it like, I don't want to get into too much te- technical <laughs> stuff, but like, is it vaporwave or is it more so synthwave?
0: Cause synthwave, I feel wave. Like it, I feel like so, his is vaporwave. Cause
1: vaporwave is like, that's like when they, they take the old song and they just slow it down and they call that a new composition, right? Com- I guess so. So he, he uh, I don't remember the um, beginning of the album or anything, but I'm pretty sure maybe it was like composed in that kind of way, and they slowed it down. I think it's um, more so how it was created. Yeah,
0: more yeah, so the I'll yeah. say this because I know, so L- the I know effects Ludwig. On it. Yeah. Ludwig
1: doesn't sample. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he composes everything. Um, we'll,
0: we'll call it. We'll, I'll I'll give it two sides. Yeah, you can you can yeah. call it vaporwave or synthwave. To, depending on how they made the album but like i could tell like oh they panned his voice left and right to give an extra delay oh, yeah. just like how they did back in the 80s and you yeah. can hear how he's even singing feels like it feels like prince bro like literally mm-hmm. feels feels like i'm listening to prince again and that kind even, of plays you know, how they processed of
1: like um because i'm pretty sure like they use a bunch of analog gear. Uh, yeah. I've seen Lu- Ludwig Gorenson's studio, like it it's a bunch of synthesizers, like hardware. Um, and then he's like recording in Ableton. Um so watch what, is that genius video where he makes Awaken My Love, I think. Um Yeah, he, he makes He showed he sh- was, Yeah, it, he, he he showed how he Red made Redbone, Red yeah. Um Well the name of the name of the um album is what Awaken is the name My of the Love. Album? I mean yeah. okay I, Wait, I get almost. that mixed up yeah <laughs> um, but yeah he made Redbone um, and I just it was literally him just playing different instruments like I think he had like a um, what is that instrument it's a dulcimer yeah like a hammer dulcimer mm-hmm. and he like recorded that in and um, it was just kind of interesting seeing like all those like individual elements and And kind of how hardware plays like a role in electronic music and and, like especially like nowadays there's this new talk of like people are really getting back into hardware um and that's i guess that's that might be a discussion for another time Um, but you have a lot of people buying old stuff like old npcs old I don't know if you saw the video of Metro on the MPC. Just recently, he was like in quarantine. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna struggle out with 12 seconds of sample time and make a beat. (laughs) He made a beat on the MPC and it came out pretty good too. Um, I don't know if that was his first beat. I don't think it was his first beat on the MPC, but um, it was probably one of his first beats he made on it. Um, You know, he got a lot of people you know I know you're talking about guitar, and so you got like mm-hmm. two sides of it you got like um, on one end you have people wanting performance stuff um, like guitars or different performance um, gadget um, gear and gadgets and mm-hmm. stuff and instruments that they can use live Then on the other end you have stuff that people want to use to make their music sound more real um, I know that's something I'm kind of trying to figure out it's like how do I make my music sound more real and of course mostly that comes down to composition you know is how Mm -hmm. you're arranging everything how is everything sequenced Um, is everything dynamic Um, but then you get to a certain point where you get to that but you're like what else do you need Um, and for me it's like saturation so yeah I got like 12 different (laughs) tape saturation plugins like that I cycle in between depending on what I'm doing. And, um, you know, now I'm trying to figure out like what kind of piece of hardware am I going to get, um, that might work for that. Um, so that's kind of interesting too. Cause it's like, you yeah, have electronic music, but a lot, a lot of this electronic music, people are trying to go back to the old days and hardware. Um, cause almost everything ends up on hardware nowadays. Like, I was watching someone, they're like, cause I don't know, my, my association with like, hardware, is, hardware in studios and rack mounted gear, is I think of like, oh, you got this rock band that comes in the studio mm-hmm. and they're gonna put like a $10,000 compressor on the vocals. Like, you know, that's what I think of. But then I'm starting to see more and more where you have like these mixing engineers, they're mixing all these electronic records on hardware. Mm-hmm. You know, this stuff that you wouldn't even think calls for that. I've seen people, um, you know, some YouTubers I like actually. They use uh, you know, they got like a ten thousand dollar setup to mix trap beats, <laughs> you know, just to push the limit. Like Dang. um Yeah, so, um yeah.
0: isn't uh what's his name? Eastbound, the guy that made uh, yeah. antidote dude, I love his production. He I think but the thing about his production it feels real not only cuz he samples but also the gear that he uses definitely pushes the envelope for mm-hmm. for trap music and hip hop yeah Bruh, like yeah. i i had so much more appreciation for for Anadale and like just trap in general just because mm-hmm. of eastbound alone bruh. and like his team cuz he he plays guitar too and he'll mm-hmm. play live as well um for some of his shows too but man like I, I just saw all the stacks that he'll do just just for an eight oh eight alone just yeah. to just keep saturating and compressing yeah. just to get that sucker knocking hard, yeah. bro.
1: And that's the thing, you know, if you want to you know go down that rabbit hole, that's a huge yeah. thing nowadays. is saturation, yeah, um, in production. I think that's kind of how um, electronic music has changed um, also because before it was like. I don't know. I feel like people generally listen to the music on headphones. Like that was like a, just a thing before. Um, now, of course, people still use headphones, but a lot of mixing decisions are being made now for like um, phones. Like I know I do it too. I'm, I'm oh like, yeah. I, okay. I just
0: did it for the project I'm working on. I literally yeah, they, told my friend, I was yeah. like, yo, like he's doing my mixing mastery. And I was like, listening to some of my tracks, like, "Yo, the foley's too loud on the phone. Mm-hmm. Turn it down." Because I was like, yeah, at the exactly. end of the day, at the end of the day, people are going to listen to two modes mm-hmm. right now. It's either straight out of the phone or yeah. on 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 AirPods cheap, or, yeah, or cheap cheap AirPods. cheap headphones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to make those mixing decisions for yeah. that. And because and of that, has changed electronic music and how, yeah. or just music in general. And right? Saturation, now is, I think, is yeah. a huge
1: thing now with that. Like, yeah. Um, Especially with, like, the bass and stuff? Yeah, when yeah. you saturate your your basses and stuff, and that's how it cuts through. Yeah. Whereas, I'd say, like, in 2008, and I'd say maybe to 2010, 2011, maybe 2012. 2008 yeah. to 2012, um, it was like there, you know, we didn't worry about that. We didn't worry about even though smartphones were out then, like, we weren't worried about people listening to music on smartphones. So, like, the 808s are still just boomy and, um, bass, there's still some songs with just sub basses in it, but I don't know if I've heard a song now where the sub bass was just a sub bass, like a pure sign. Right. Most of the time it's like saturated a little bit, you know, to cut through, um, your mixes, which is, um, something. And now people are like, you know, trying to drive, you know, distort stuff. Um, there's a resurgence of, resurgence of guitar pedals, too. Um, mm-hmm. Guitar pedals for music production. Like, yeah. I never thought yeah. I would be thinking, you know, I got a, a bass pedal that I use, um, but I never thought I would consider myself ever getting guitar pedals, like, to run stuff through my doll. Um, yeah. You know, like, not at the moment. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't want to go down. Because you get, they. there's, like, you see some of these guys, like, like using these guitar pedals. Some of these guitar pedals cost 400 dollars like for a single little guitar pedal. Yeah. Um and you're know, like these boutique pedals and it, it gets crazy man. Like people are really like pushing that envelope. Um and you know, and here I guess here's the, the big thing though. It's like does I mean we can of course, say that hardware has a, a certain sound, right? Mm-hmm. Hardware stuff has a certain sound, but is hardware better than
0: software? I see. I I I go through that all the time. So I've got a few homies. They're not producers. They're mostly players. So when they hear certain productions, they're like, ah, oh, it's cool, but it's not live instruments. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a yeah. few homies that are like mainly hip hop producers. And so like they love samples. Yeah. But not synthesis, you know gotcha. you, you you get in front of so it's always it's i think it all boils down to it's who kinda, your audience is and um the emotional quality <laughs> behind your song it's that's mostly what it's about like if hardware or software is better it's 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 and, all about what
1: what mood are you going for and it's kinda interesting like um you kind of bring that up about samples and synthesis and um in in terms of hip-hop right Mm -hmm. um because i'm seeing uh now i'm i believe any instrument can work contextually right it depends on how you're using it and what you're using it with and sound selection and everything um but i will say that um modern like hip-hop is starting to I feel like it's going away from synthesis. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even in trap, like it's starting to go away. Now, I say that, but the synthesis is kind of in a different form, I guess. Like, so it's going away from directly like recording your MIDI notes and into now making your samples and taking those samples that you make and then, you know, exporting that as audio and chopping it up so it's effectively taking hip-hop back to where it started with sampling except for you don't have to worry about record you know clearance um if you're a, a um a producer if you're a producer that can make samples um, mm-hmm. you don't have to work about clearance now there's some people uh, that like digging i like digging in records sometimes too but um recently i've just been making samples um yeah because i kind of think that and that's interesting i think it's gonna be i'm kind of excited to see where that goes because people uh are really starting to push that envelope um and then there's like kind of like a new role that's getting carved out of these producers like and i guess i'm kind of becoming one of them on mm-hmm. the hip-hop front of these producers that aren't necessarily producing full-blown tracks but are producing like samples for people to use mm-hmm. um so like know i think that's kind of an interesting thing because it's not everybody um is going to want to put up with the hassle of making samples because that's that you know kind of goes back to the whole does it sound real thing um Mm -hmm. a big part of making samples is making it sound like it could have been from whenever um now sometimes you experiment and you have stuff that sounds like it's like a retro modern feel but um you know that's just something that's kind of Interesting that you know you bring that mm-hmm. up because it, it is starting to go back to sampling. Um, but I guess like in in electronic music, you have resampling though, um, yeah. That's the, like you know,
0: definitely. Um, Odessa resamples all the time. Mm-hmm. I found that out. They, I don't think they've really used much uh synthesizers or plugins in a long time, at least at least their yeah. early stuff. All they did so was so really when you say resample,
1: take, you mean like. Usually, I guess I think of resampling like in terms of basses, right? Yeah, that's what they did. uh, Yeah, they'll take a bass, they'll take a one
0: shot and then just like play along with one shot, one shot, like a one shot synth, one shot, or it'd be whatever. It could be anything, okay? It it could be a vocal chop. Most most electronic production in the past few years, especially towards like future beats, has all been resampling, like taking one shots or chopping up a big loop or a big sample and taking that one piece and playing with it reverse one it thing i'm trying something.
1: to that's one thing I'm trying to figure out now is like yeah. how do I because I can do like I can resample right but I'm yeah. trying to figure out how to do like mr bill um that guy's a legend um because he the way he he'll take a he's t- he's taken animal noises and made bases out of them. And yeah. he's taken... yeah um other noises and made like whole synthesizers and soundscapes of like out of stuff that isn't even necessarily musical. And, um, you know, I think that was, that's kind of dope how he's, he's able to do that and how he's able to, um, to, you know, but I think that kind of comes down to, to doll. Um, Mm -hmm. because you don't hear people doing that in anything besides Ableton. I'll be real. Yeah. You don't hear anybody doing that. Um, you know, I use Studio One. Like, you can do some, you can do some pretty, you know, dope stuff and resampling and stuff. But um, I kind of feel like Ableton is mainly the doll for that, because um, mm-hmm. there's just so many different tools like for audio manipulation. And um, but at the same time, I think like limitation does breed creativity. So like having those limits in Studio One and and Reason like it it kind of fa- makes you figure out how do you get around how do you like um kind of do that and you know i was messing around with using like trackers like using i don't know if you've heard of um redux renoise yes um, yeah i've heard it's of like it. a it's like a linear based um mm-hmm. like it's it's a linear based uh sampler kind of thing so it comes from a a doll called Renoise that is a linear doll. So instead of going from left to right, you're producing Mm -hmm. from top to bottom and -hmm. then you're, you're sequencing, you know, it's like a hex system. So you're just entering numbers. in. (laughs) It's like, you're typing on the keyboard and you're entering numbers in and it's queuing up samples. And that's kind of how you can get like some glitchy stuff going on. That's how like, Mm. that's how I do it. Like if I want something glitchy, I just, you know prop open pop open um renoise and do that um Mm -hmm. and then just paste it in um but you know there's workarounds like that that you have to like think about when you're you're not using like ableton Um, yeah that's some sauce i guess for people who are (laughs) who are listening you know they're gonna run out and get renoise it's an old software though it's like from 2010 it's like 10 years old i think
0: that's I think that's one of the like coolest that. things to do though is go back to some old software and see what yeah what you but can that I mean out of it that's that's, that's, that's really cool. what's happening though man yeah. that's what's happening like people
1: I think uh I think what's going on right now because like you've noticed the, the the switch of people going back to old stuff right mm-hmm, like people are trying to try it yeah everybody and, even the mm-hmm, weekend it's a <laughs> yeah they're going back to old you know sonically old sounds and then old production techniques and seeing how that works today um and i think that's kind of interesting i think what's happening is people are actually getting tired of the the usual you know they're getting tired of um kind of the typical run-of-the-mill um especially when you look at music that generally charts like it's the same stuff that charts um, yeah over um, and over again So I think even your, you know, your top people are like, okay, like are your top people like, you know, how do we push this envelope? What do we do to like, um, you know, switch things up? And now there's like this push for people to get um, old, you know, older gear, old gear. Um, Now, I think some people buy this gear and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Um, (laughs) I think sometimes people see somebody use something. On YouTube and it's like um, they run out and buy it because they have the money and then they get it and they're like whoa what is this and then they get tired of it and they eventually sell it Um, but um, I'm definitely starting to see like a resurgence of people getting NPCs
0: what else tape machines definitely uh, tape recorders definitely tape so I saw tape machines when I don't know if you know San Holo's work yeah Um, but San Holo uh, for album one um, he he actually already had a lo-fi alias before he did Son holo I didn't even know mm-hmm. that and like he said it took seven years to really build Son holo till it got to where it was yeah. but he was like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go back to my roots with like lo-fi and sampling mm-hmm. and stuff he he would sample stuff in his car and make a beat out of it like he'll hit his uh horn for the like okay. a thump for a kick yeah and then he'll do something else in his car make a whole mm-hmm. beat out of it stuff like that oh, that's dope. but like he would process some of his stuff through guitar pedals because um, yeah. he plays guitar and he would process some of his stuff through a tape machine uh which is what he did for the last album real to real uh cassette, cassette tape, tape or... machine yeah like a cassette okay. tape machine yeah. he would he would do that. I don't know if he had a real to real on the last one, but definitely a cassette tape machine, yeah. him and uh his boy, um the Nicholas, they they both are really into Lo Fi and they mm-hmm. kinda set that trend for um let's call it indie. That's the new thing yeah. now. But like they I feel like that album kinda started to set a tone for what the new indie or indie electronic was supposed to start sounding like you know, who else
1: uses a bunch of tape and I just know it. Now that I think about mm. it, Tame Impala. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know they use tape because, uh, I'm thinking about the sound of their tracks and I'm like, that's how it has that haze on it. Like, you know, that there's a certain haze to their music. Like, mm-hmm. like it's a really hazy vibe and it has to be, um, tape. Um, there's yeah. other stuff too, but it's, I know tape is like probably at the center of that. Yeah. Um, I would like to know how to mix like that, like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's a really weird but amazing mixing style um, Mm -hmm. to get that. that
0: Speaking of of haze, um, I won't say necessarily haze, but like the vinyl noise um, and with Foley and things, I think Mm -hmm. that vinyl is what made Catra's and uh, Flying Lotus's music so special because they would sample straight from vinyl because um, like Cater has like a library of vinyl and um, yeah. the texture and like mm-hmm. you said, the tonal quality from back then gives yeah. it that special character that is exactly. really hard to emulate. Nowadays, like you said, people are reviving those old techniques to get that old sound mm-hmm. because people I think nowadays, people actually want to hear mm-hmm. music with meaning. They don't want to hear yeah. another pumped out banger. That's gonna get the <laughs> yeah, crowd yeah. hype, Chain and it sounds, sound. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is, I'm, uh, Chainsmokers was making like more housey-ish kind of stuff before mm-hmm. they did the more poppy future-based stuff. Yeah, they were. Um. Uh. But uh. But yeah, that that tonal quality on vinyl. That's kind of what I think yeah. I want to go for. Um. Uh. So i just gonna have, go with yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. I actually go probably ahead. have an unpopular opinion. Kinda about so I like sampling off of vinyl, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I think so I think the reason why the S P four oh four resurfaced as a piece of gear is for that vinyl effect. You with an S P four oh four, you you can pretty much you can get that vinyl effect, um, and control it. Um you know, you can get the warble, you can get the um, the noise, and you mm-hmm. can change the the tone of it, and with three simple knobs. Um, and I feel like you can. People have been getting. You know, I know I get the vinyl effect I want. Um, so that's why that you know the stack of vinyl I have collects dust. But um, but I will say there's something about the experience of picking vinyl out and and sampling off a of vinyl and with the record player because a lot of times you're learning. Uh, you're listening is you know you're listening to all this music to find what you want to sample it's a very like uh i guess calming experience like it's that it, you know that experience is is you can't compare it but the the sound you can compare it um mm-hmm. to like people sample off of YouTube nowadays all the yeah. time like and they just you know run it through their s p four or four or they have isotope vinyl um oh i was have,
0: i wasn't i wasn't really saying the the sound of it but just like yeah. The quality of who's on the record, you know, if that, if that makes uh, sense. Gotcha. you. Like, got you, like you. you the can't. Musicianship. Yeah. The, the, the musicianship, and then also just what they use to record that stuff mm-hmm. onto the vinyl as a yeah. whole. Like, yeah. that is something. Gotcha. Like, something that just made their music so special, bro. Like, even yeah. if, like, even though you rip it off from YouTube, I don't know. It's just when you get it directly from vinyl. And you put that thing, you know, you can actually most find. of that music was made in uh yeah. mono, but when you put it in the stereo gotcha. and widen that, that's what made Cater's mm-hmm. music like so because he used the house effect on all his drums and 808s yeah. and like using that, like panning all that yeah. stuff so wide, mm-hmm. totally went. I don't know, I just can't explain it, but like that, that stuff made it so special to me,
1: yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, a lot of the YouTube stuff is you know, vinyl rips and everything, right? Um, so I guess, yeah, vinyl definitely has a certain sound to it. But I was just saying like, like the effects get, of it. You yeah, know, you can get you can kind of get that same effect. Right. And by right. the time you're post processing it and everything, like, I'm pretty sure if we were to have a like a a blind contest and you're to have somebody take a vinyl record song, and then, you know, like let's say a pure a pure recording of it you know from YouTube um and YouTube has its own sound too but that's a whole other um, yeah. <laughs> thing but um yeah. but yeah you were to take the two and if you were to like let's say keep the vinyl as vinyl and then run the YouTube one through the SP404 yeah some people might have a hard time i might honestly have a hard time choosing which one is which mm-hmm. um yeah i guess and YouTube, uh, it'd be interesting if in the future p- kids are like, "I want to get that YouTube sound," you know, when there is like the the next It's video it's all gonna platform. recycle, um, yeah. Like just life is very cyclical. they want the the um, YouTube yeah. compression. Uh, that'll probably be a thing too, like because yeah. eventually they're gonna ha- make a better YouTube. Like YouTube will probably make a better YouTube with better audio and better. Video and stuff, but the reason why they have their compression is to keep stuff cheap, um, you know, and to store everything.
0: Yeah, um, I was gonna say, uh, uh the uh, what is you, you just said something a second ago. Uh, oh, oh yeah, um, the comparison thing that's that comes back to my original point of like, um, at the end of the day. And this is just this is what I've learned from my my whole experience with production and just making my own music. It 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 doesn't really matter what you use uh, cuz the listener mm-hmm. is just want to vibe out at the end of the day. Exactly. It doesn't As, matter, you know. It with even, all it, this gear talk and yeah, everything. It like, at the it end really of, doesn't matter what you use. Yeah, like it really doesn't. Um, you can use the vinyl or you can use the uh, mm-hmm. SP404 or you can use the cassette tape or or the the reel to reel you can use youtube <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day yeah. the listener just yeah. wants to vibe out um mm-hmm. but it's good that think, these techniques are res- resurfacing though and i think the um
1: going back to hardware and the, all that stuff i think that you know it's cool and and at the end and i and at the end of the day it's like we as artists might like a certain sound or a certain thing, so that's why we want to get something. Um, But, you know, and I guess it's like an artist. You know, we're artists, so we like to choose, you know, certain types of paint, I guess, you know, or certain types of things to use with our art. But at the end of the day, the general listener isn't going to know, oh, you ran that through tape. (laughs) You know, especially not (laughs) today. Like, of course, back then, back then like that was common knowledge you know but now the common knowledge is oh you made that on your computer you know but the the fact that you ran it you know ran it through tape afterwards is kind of like a that's like kind of a thing you know to make yourself proud and everything and producers other fellow producers will be like give you a pat on the back for for (laughs) achieving that tone but like your your casual listener is not going to really um know that um, right. but those little things do contribute towards a bigger picture so while so while they may not know it like that sounds like tape the fact that someone did use tape on it could be a little reason why something sounds vibey or, or like why it sounds um, a certain way Yeah. Um, but of course you know there's ways to simulate tape and there's ways to kind of get that effect and um you know, both with stock plugins, you know, whether you're doing just frequency cutoffs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, or if you're, you know, actually getting like a tape emulation plugin, um, that'd be kind of interesting for us to do one day is like a a plugin roundup, um, Mm -hmm. round up some different plugins. Um, I'm probably gonna do like a video on like free plugins for people, um, Mm -hmm. just to make it accessible. Um, I think that's important to like because I don't want to like because sometimes you I don't know if you you're on YouTube and you'd be watching a video and then all of a sudden someone pulls out the $500 plug-in and you're like oh, well, oh, time to go back <laughs> time, to, time to go back Um, you know um, that kind of goes back to the whole like um, you know limitations breed creativity too at the same mm-hmm. time um, yeah,
0: I, I didn't have a single lo-fi plugin for my, uh, I'll just tell the world now. I uh, hope it's going to be a lo-fi album, so look, be on the lookout for that soon, sometime. But um, <laughs> um, when I found out that literally how to create some of the lo-fi effects, which is chorus, flange, cut mm-hmm. off the high-end, um, mm-hmm. stereo uh, to mono, ratio, and delay yeah. i just i literally slapped those things on each channel to just mm-hmm. like figure out how to use those effects um using some splice samples and also uh figuring out how to use uh future based techniques and hip-hop techniques as well with the certain elements and so like i didn't use a single lo-fi plug-in i guess on the whole project but the next project that I'll do. I probably will start using some kind of Lo-Fi plugin. I just bought um, Sketch Cassette because someone told me about okay. that a while ago. I would like to use it on my drums to give them a more uh, vintage feel. Mm-hmm. That punch. Yeah, the extra extra punch. But um, overall, man, um, I think that's why Ketcher probably used vinyl so much because he probably mm-hmm. couldn't afford, you know, all those plugins and stuff. Yeah. at the time when he yeah, was six to 70 I would say
1: like um, I know with me I I avoid this issue because I, I'm the kind of producer that I just I'm lazy so I just grab what I see on the side <laughs> and grab oh okay mm. it's Analog Lab let me just grab that like I have you know the V7 collection but a lot of times I'm mm-hmm. reaching for Analog um, Lab or something else quick um, but a lot of producers I think there's a lot of us that hoard plugins and hoard samples like like that's an issue there should be like an episode of hoarders like producer edition It's probably like there's people I know people who have like hundreds of gigs of samples like they just hoard samples they got probably zip folders they haven't even zip unzipped yet um hmm. and it's just you know nothing but just samples that they haven't even um touched yet like and that that's kind of like wild to me um and then also some people spend thousands of dollars on plugins and then they open their doll up and they're like oh where do I start because they um you know when you have a limited amount of options you know where to start but when you have like um so many options like sometimes you can put one down and then you're like oh let me go try something else and then you, you know sure enough you're like two hours down the sound selection rabbit hole um it's so like with me personally, I just like I just hit go, you know. I have you know, I have a moderate amount of plugins, but I don't have everything. I don't have Keyscape, I don't have I don't even have Omnisphere. And for mm-hmm. someone that makes a lot of hip hop, like, that's like a I feel like there's a sin or something. Like you have to have Omnisphere.
0: Um It's like it's like not having uh Nexus from back in yeah. the day. Oh man. Nexus Nexus, Nexus oh. was the thing back in the day. Man. Everybody used Nexus. When I first first got into production, (laughs) Nexus was the thing to have. Man,
1: I've always been avidly against Nexus. I just hate the concept (laughs) of Nexus. Like, I just... To me, like, Omnisphere is cool. Um, I just don't like how everybody uses, like, the same 10 patches in Omnisphere when there's, like, a thousand of them. But Nexus, man, it's like a... It's a funnel, but I mean, it's not even just a funnel. It's like a, I don't, it, it feels like you're buying a video game. Basically, You know, you have to buy the DLC for the video game yeah, pretty and, much. You, and you know, it's like, oh, but why can't I just like, you know, move the, those trees over there in the game kind of thing just for the DLC. Like it, I just don't like how it's a paywall. Like if you want these extra hip hop sounds, you got to go pay $60 for this new pack. Like have you seen? Have you been on their website and seen like, it costs like six thousand dollars for for the loaded out Nexus, six, like six thousand. Let me check. Uh, I don't want to be wrong. I'm about to double check real quick. Go ahead. Um, Nexus price. Nexus
0: VST. We just want to prove you know, a point,
1: y'all. Yeah, we're definitely not going to get a Nexus sponsorship, but yeah, that's fine. Let me
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're going to flag us. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, they have different packages. What What happened to it? I got to keep scrolling down, I guess.
0: They're going to hold a gun to our heads and be like, you know.
1: So it's $4,000. So it's like a little less than $4,000 for the complete Nexus. But I'm like okay um so so basically i mean i guess you if you you would only get what you would like use like so if you're hip-hop you would get a hip-hop back but but then that also creates an issue too because i find myself using all kinds of sounds like when i'm making whatever so like if i'm making something that's just you know like you you know a house track or something like I might use a hip-hop sound like I don't believe sounds have genres like it might have a typical genre they're, they're associated with mm-hmm. so like if I'm buying a, a Nexus hip-hop pack like you know I don't you know I kind of would want just a broad pack I don't want just oh these are the sounds that you that you use for hip-hop but apparently I think back in like 2008 and two th- between that period and i would say like 2014 nexus was the thing for hip-hop like Mm -hmm. you had to have nexus like if you i think it was like most most of the hits were nexus like had Mm -hmm. nexus um in them and i guess that's why they're trying to command four thousand dollars for their their top (laughs) nexus pack but i'm just thinking okay for that price point i can go buy me a profit i can go buy me like uh you know maybe a few years that's like that's
0: a that's a PC I, that's what I that would be some grant money for me personally yeah four thousand so sponsor boy. you know I'm a currently a full-time artist <laughs> and <laughs> four thousand dollars is a PC yeah, yeah. that's a uh, few few extra pieces of gear for me um what else oh yeah probably a new keytar and uh yeah that's all I would oh yeah and probably a a better camera so you know just letting yeah. y'all know wink wink <laughs> but yeah four thousand dollars you know it's worth a different setup that's for sure you know mm-hmm. so, yeah, definitely it's um, just like i just don't know i don't know
1: any professional that would want to spend four thousand dollars on a vst i just think that's like that's goofy to me like four thousand dollars like like <laughs> like like why like I, I want someone to hit me up and, and tell me why they spent four thousand dollars on Nexus like you know because <laughs> I I probably could could have made some better recommendations for you like you know get you a few Nexus packs here or there and and then get you like some other stuff like get you get you a real hardware center get you a real um because I mean they have a lot of um, actual like acoustic sounds like strings and stuff with Nexus but. But even then, like okay, I'm spending four thousand dollars on Nexus, right? Mm-hmm. And I have. So you can get like Spitfire audio strings, right? And it's mm-hmm. automatically going to kill Nexus. Like <laughs> so it's it's going to kill the strings part of Nexus. Like, and and I guess that's also my big issue with it because it's a it's a jack of all trades plugin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like,
0: why yeah, would didn't I spend four thousand? Didn't, yeah, he, yeah. Dead mouse innovici. Didn't they use Nexus? Yeah, they, I mean, they, they use it for hits. I don't. I'm not gonna like yeah. discount
1: like the the legacy of Nexus, but like, yeah, it's just the fact that here it's you know they have a four thousand dollar version of it when you could maybe just buy the base version of it. Even though I still don't like that, but just buy the base <laughs> version, get you a few packs, and then get you like if a real strings library or get you.
0: Get you get contact you like now. I am a yeah. now Native Instruments. If you hear me now, please sponsor your boy because mm-hmm. I love me some contact, bro. That yeah, contact. that took my production level from here oh, to yeah. here, bro. Like the strings library. I mean, yeah. and I just have the stock stuff right now. The stock. Stuff, I, don't yeah. have, I don't even have. I only have the stuff they have. All the other stuff they have available for the
1: mm-hmm.
0: orchestral stuff, but yeah. just the stock so stuff. you alone, have wait. You have complete. You have complete. Um, I don't know. I think you I paid just, for uh, contact. You got the yeah. Full, I paid. The... I paid for contact. Oh, okay. Okay. So I don't yeah, have all have... the libraries, though. I have. I have yeah, I hybrid got... keys. I have retro grade, and uh, analog dreams. I have those libraries. Okay. I don't have analog stock dreams libraries.
1: yet. Um, yeah. But I have everything with complete eleven. Um, I like the pianos. The I still use those pianos like, um,
0: like the stock ones or the, the,
1: the 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 ones that like the giant, the giant is really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, those, see, I want that stuff. And then, then the electric piano, the, um, there's a patch in the electric piano. Um, it's called blue ballad. Uh Oh man. Like there's no electric piano that I have that like. That yeah. comes close to the contact electric piano. Yeah. Um, I think that's more so I what guess,
0: I'm looking for. It's just more support in that area for yeah. more natural type sounding instruments. Because, you know, I don't want to buy a violin. Mm. <laughs> not yeah. right now, at least. I guess Keyscape
1: would be like your next best thing for piano sounds. Okay. I'm not spending $500 on pianos. Um, mm. <laughs> like, I mean, it's cool. Like, you can yeah. change the mic positions, but you can do that in contact. Um, granted, you know, Keyscape sounds amazing, but yeah, it's just budget. As a budget-conscious musician, I can't, I can't justify it right now. I feel that. Um, but what else? They have. They got all these, all kinds of pianos in contact. Um, the Arturia pianos are pretty good too, but their, their philosophy is a little different. Like, because the pianos are like a hybrid of. So contact is straight up recordings. Like they, they recorded. Right. Those they recorded they they go yeah. it's like
0: it's like a one shot library, but yeah, you can play it, all it, the it's same like time.
1: Super, super advanced one shot yeah. library. Yeah. It's like hundreds of one shots for one piano kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um but with Arturia, their pianos and granted no one buys Arturia for pianos, right? No, right. no one it's like um their pianos are it's like Basically, they take the attack of a, of a, a piano, like the, that recording, and they mm-hmm. only save the attack of the recording. And then the rest, the tail end of it that you can change up and everything is like synthesized. So it's like a hybrid between like recording and synthesized piano and, um, you know, it works for some stuff. But to me, like the decay isn't like, even when you turn the decay up, like it's just like not quite there for me. Um now the B three the B three and contact too. That mm-hmm. that's a really good organ. I don't know if you use an organ say you're music. Um <laughs> but the organs with Arteria are pretty nice um also, but yeah, like um contact is definitely dope. And I don't think I have too many other sample libraries I use. I use contact and then I use Arteria for Sense um and I have serum, but I don't use serum like that. I mean, I made some eight oh eights in serum, mm-hmm. um, through my website, but,
0: but yeah. shameless plug. Um, yeah, so shameless speaking, plug. <laughs> speaking of your your own products and your own music, um, this is something I've struggled with. We're, we're gonna get back on, on 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 the original topic. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. Uh, um, so the original, you know, the main question is, what is electronic music? And like, so how do you describe? your actual music not just your sample packs but like your actual music that you've made to people do you have a hard time doing that or um, um i guess i have
1: mm-hmm. a hard time doing that because i'm all over the place Mm-hmm. that's my issue like um and and i don't know if i'll really like i guess recently it has been like my pack my sound that i um or some music that I have on Spotify I'm so like in the mode of like sound design right now I'm preferring to music as sounds but um, like that's like sample based weird like electronic but also um, it's weird it's like a kind of a weird blend of stuff um, so it has some like some stuff has like traditional hip hop elements some stuff has trap elements some stuff has like you know of electronic elements but it's just kind of all over the place but it kind of still all works into a, a cohesive ep mm-hmm. um and then like but then i'm working on a track now you know this track i showed you and it doesn't sound like any of that that's <laughs> like okay. and and that's what i'm kind of wondering i'm like yeah. how is that gonna play for like a fan base right where you're like Oh, you got some stuff that's like a lo ish vibe. And that all that stuff on that project is kind of a lo ish vibe. This is the stuff I play at the show. Okay, um, yeah, yeah.
0: It's kind yeah. of a lo Oh, lo-fi-ish yeah. For those vibe. that don't know, we uh we met at a show uh oh, yeah. in December of last year. Um what where was it? Um uh, Tip Top
1: um Daily Market. Yeah, uh is that, um, What was the show series
0: like a, called again? Repaint it. Uh, repaint it Tomorrow repaint it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where we met and uh we, you know, recently just reached out and yeah here we are but yeah that's how we met <laughs> yeah that's what he meant by the um, show <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>
1: context um but yeah so like I forgot what I was getting that um oh yeah with the, you know music and everything so like it has that kind of a lo-fi vibe but this track I have now uh, granted if I do if I am able to get uh you know sought-after piece of gear tape machine um don't know which one yet if i'm able to get that i might run it through there and it might have a, a lo-fi vibe then um or i might throw tape on the mat you know a plug-in on the master but besides that it's not lo-fi at all like and i wonder how does that affect the fan base because like you know i've never been one that liked when people say, "Oh, I like the old version of this artist," right? Because mm-hmm. um, I've always been one to respect the evolution of an artist. Like even in the most extreme cases, like um, Kanye, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm able, I like I like to respect the evolution of an artist um, because I understand that no one wants to stay, no one's gonna stay in a st- the same place all the time. Right, that like, makes sense. You know, and except for a few
0: yeah. artists, though, there are a oh, yeah. few, few of it's them. some,
1: and if it works for you, then it works for you. But that means you're just evolving in other
0: ways, right? In it, yeah, with with within that space. Because I know yeah. one person yeah. that does that very well. Her whole career, Sade she oh, yeah. she it's like everything that she's ever put out. Even when when I was growing up, listening to some of her stuff, and when she put out "A uh, Soldier of Love," it's still aligned oh, yeah. with smooth operator. You know what I'm saying? Like it, st- it still aligns with that or with Prince. Like, you know, like his stuff still aligned. Um, his stuff still, Now Prince is a little different and and that's the thing
1: like, I think Michael's know, and stuff aligned And that, that kind of made, that kind of makes me feel like I can do what I want to do because like Prince did what he wanted to do. Yeah. Like his his albums, like there's a whole guide online of like what Prince album to listen to depending on what genre you want to listen to. Like yeah. that's how verse his music is like. Um, like, you know, he has some just funk stuff. He has like some stuff that's like rock, like, you know, of course, Purple Rain is rock. Um, yeah, Then he has some stuff that's like, uh, he has like all kinds of like different types of, but most of what I'm
0: saying with, with like Prince is more so like he, even though it might've been rock, it was still Prince. It wasn't like Prince trying, trying to imitate Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Bon yeah. Jovi or Prince trying yeah, yeah. to purposely beat Michael Jackson at this mm-hmm. thing or what, you know what I'm saying? But, and so, I'll, like, even with uh, Sade too, and uh, uh, also just like yeah. do what you want to do, because uh, at the end of the day, it's still you. Yeah. You know? But I will say, though, that, like,
1: I think that that was kind of most artists during that time. Mm-hmm. I would say until until music recording became so accessible, most artists were unique, because in order, um, and this can be arguably why you would say like labels were were you know had a pur- purpose at one point and were good at one point, um, you know, and they're good now too in some cases of course, but like they really did a good job at sourcing unique talent, right? And mm-hmm. they, they looked for that was when they looked for talent. Now they look for clout. Um but like you know, they sourced all these unique different artists and everything and um so you, you think about artists of the past, you can't really compare the two together. Like I mean, some might be similar. Yeah, exactly. But like but you, you really but can't. they all yeah. had their own lane. Yeah. Like, yeah. But exactly. Now That's that what music means, yeah. is so accessible. You have like, you know, like you have like a you know a hundred um, I don't know X future rapper, imitators, future yeah. imitators, of, yeah, uh, a, a thousand every, Lil Uzi Birds. Everybody wants to be future now. Like if people yeah. want to be future. They want to be uh, Lil Uzi Vert, Travis Scott, Uzi, yeah, or emo rapper. Uh, yeah, you know, and, like yeah. next Juice World's like, um, and you know, so it's just kind of like,
0: yeah. But but, but going back to you, what, it's just I would I would yeah. say with you, it's just like. Do what you want and and mm-hmm. I, however you describe that project, maybe. Uh, and yeah. I was just mostly talking about just like electronic music because I know for me it it has been hard to describe my last EP for sure because like and it's only hard to describe to people that don't listen to that stuff. Um, yeah, that's mostly because like so the other day like my mom, my mom, she just called it like upbeat R and B hm. and then like. My other friend, he, he called it specifically No, no, she, she called it specifically Hype R&B And then the other day My my other friend um, he, We were on the phone with each other And he was like, dude, I like your music He's like, it's it's pretty much Future bass, but with a more R&B focus But he was yeah. like, it's actually Different though, I was like, dude, I appreciate that Um, uh Cause I was like, that's, that's the intended purpose of that EP was, yeah. was specifically that. Um, but to tell my mom and dad who are 60, like, you know, this is future based. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what? or even just some friends that, that, that just, like I said, don't know. And it's, it's, it can be quite difficult for me. And I just say, oh, it's electronic yeah. music. And then because yeah. of that, that definition of EDM, they think of mm-hmm. say <laughs> yeah, automatically, right. yeah or like oh it's so it's dub stuff, and i'm like no nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not but uh, that that is the uh challenge uh, uh that i deal with like most often and sometimes i think defining ourselves can kind of get in the way of, exactly. uh, yeah. of, of creating because you're gonna be focusing on oh, okay how do i market this and how do I tell people this? And how do I get fans and followers and stuff? And sometimes it can be very, like, stagnant. Like, it can be so so stagnant. But um, mm-hmm. I just try to do my best with um, describing the mood. I was like, well, if you want something chill, but kind of, like, upbeat, listen to my music. Uh, if you want something that you can kind of, like, groove to, listen to my stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's kind of what... I go for because the other the other day I think my aunt she was on the phone calling me she's like is it rock and I was like what <laughs> I was like and it's that's not, the thing eh, I was like, like it's like, not rock at all
1: you know it's like I think most people are just used to genre confines right and then when you blur yeah. the lines between genre confines it confuses them but I think it's just like you know if you enjoy it you enjoy it it, it you know is no you know, I don't. I you know, I don't try to like. If someone asks me what kind of music I make, then I'll be like, okay, I make you know hip hop and electronic like, music. Okay, right? Even though hip hop is like electronic music, but I have to you know for them, I have to kind of like yeah, you have to like, like stop right there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't you know like to try to like define myself too you know too much because it's just like. um... If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they yeah. don't. Yeah, you know? it is the
0: artist' plight. Um, it is like to not be like in a mm-hmm. in a confines of a certain space. Yeah. But I guess yeah. like
1: at the same time, in terms of marketing, right? It's like, yeah. Here's something I was trying to figure out. Actually, when I was uploading my EP, is I was like, what genre is this? Like, right. I was like, I got like some the trap um, drop in one of these, but then it's like. Odd like Latin jazz in one of them, and then it's like um, another one that's like kind of like your sample based hip hop. So I'm like, what what is this? And I don't know what I put it on. I think I put it on Spotify as electronic.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's all I do. I just describe my music as electronic, electronic. and I just, just and I and I just that, keep moving. Yeah. yeah, I just I but just. But what keep about if it's moving. lo-fi, though? What if it's electronic so still? I still classify yeah. it as electronic. Oh, Unless they tell me hip-hop specifically, I just go with electronic. Does that
1: affect playlisting, though? Because, like, I'm just wondering, like, when people are looking for, let's say, a lo-fi track to go on a playlist, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because isn't the full term for the genre lo-fi hip-hop, right? Yeah. or is it not really hip-hop because it's like it's just low is there's no rap in it though well, so it's well like... I
0: think I, I think lo-fi is uh is we talked about this actually a, a week ago or two but like lo-fi is, is its own thing because even though indie mm-hmm. for instance uh, Tom Misch's most recent yeah. album is indie even though it's funk I was like this is just yeah. funk and hip-hop yeah. this is not indie when I think yeah. of indie I yeah. think of like more of a love ballad kind of thing but they classified yeah. it as indie or slash know, indie electronic. Um But I kind of
1: think of indie yeah. though. Indie is weird because like indie, there's definitely an indie sound. Yeah. But like, I kind of think of it like a like I think anything, It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like anything that doesn't fit the norm for now. It's indie, and if it's it, yeah. it is independent, then it's indie. Like. Mm-hmm. um... Would Tame Impala be considered indie?
0: Yeah, Tame, Tame Impala definitely would probably consider yeah. indie. Yeah. Um, so any like, any, it's any like type of thing where it's like, it's like soft. Yeah. It's, I, you know I think I mean? indie is the modern day alternative rock, almost. <laughs> like, almost. Because hmm. alternative okay. rock, I, I remember like... I see that. AWOL Nation came out, and I was like, what what is this? Like, is it hip-hop? Is it rock? Is it... Folk is electronic music, and they just call they classified it as alternative rock. And I think that indie kind of takes that yeah. spot, but it's just a little bit more indie's a little bit more chill than alternative rock, because um, it has yeah. alternative has that more upbeat type thing, especially with like if you get into um uh, the g- gorillas and stuff like music like that that stuff is definitely like alternative, but like indie is like, like more chill. But, um, I would say with like my next project, it blends lo-fi and future bass. So I don't know how I'm going to describe it. Uh, I'm, I'm personally just going to go with electronic because literally all I, all all I I do is just follow what the people I look up to is like, Pretty much, if I want to be on the same playlist as that person, or if I want to be on the same stage yeah. as that person, I classify True. my stuff as True. what they do, because that's my personal goal. You, know guess you have to
1: think of, you gotta think of um, demographic-wise too. Mm-hmm. You gotta think of what demographic is this for. Um, and if I did accidentally name, because now I'm thinking about, it, I may have I may have put that last thing as like hip hop or something, like my mm-hmm. last project. But like, I probably should have, I may have did electronic, I'm gonna check actually after this. Um, But it is important to think about who you're catering to. And like, if you're catering to mostly, you know, to electronic people who are fans of electronic music, if they're more likely to like your project, than someone who listens to just, who's just a hip, you gotta think of the super fans, right? You know, someone who just listens to electronic music is most likely to like your project than someone who listens to just hip hop then it's electronic. exactly you know so i think that's so that's what you have thing. to do yeah 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 i think that's what yeah. i'm you know i just thought about that just now like that's how yeah. you have to think is like who would most likely listen to this someone who listens to this genre or this genre and then once you make that 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 should be an easy decision at that point like unless yeah. you have i don't think we think of like that Yeah. there
0: yeah and i, and no, I don't think I didn't we think, think of that, that when we're when we're creating i don't even think about i don't even think i've thought of that way till we just said it now um yeah me (laughs) i I just i just kind of thought thought that up like i was like oh that's how it'll work yeah that's a good point but like Mm -hmm. yeah like i think that's why i just classify all my music as electronic Mm -hmm. um because at the end of the day like my friend that called me he he said he was like oh it's just future based with a more r&b focus point Mm -hmm. because why because he listens to electronic music like that yeah but if i get an r&b listener now, Maybe. mind you, they like it. No, no, no. I, I will it, yeah, say they'll they'll, they'll like actually it, like it and they'll actually like mess with it. But like, mm. it has been hard for a lot of people to go back to to only a couple songs. Like my my main song is "Pretend." Um, I did that as my old Moniker Kid Spectro guys. If you want to go check that out while it's on Spotify. Still, I'm still in the rebranding process, um, so that song will be re released at some point. But with that song, like. I literally this was probably the, the coolest moment uh last year was that this guy, um, he emailed me and he was like, dude, this song is amazing. Your sound design, the message behind it, the work like the flow of it is so so dope. And uh it's and he was like, you know, he understood it. It wasn't like I had to explain it for him to like mm-hmm. it or love it, because not only is he an R and B artist he's also been featured on future-based tracks as well, too. Uh, and yeah. so, like, that, those two worlds, he understood both, and he was like, dude, mm-hmm. I get you.
1: <laughs> and I think that, you know, that comes up to another interesting point is, like, the fact that there's always an intersection of, like, fans and potential li- listeners. Like, you're going to have people that, that are going to understand all that you do. You know, you're going to have the people that understand R&B and that understand, you know, electronic music. And, and those are going to be like those people that are really going to vibe with your music. Um, you know, so that's kind of like, you know, the whole thing that, that like your listeners will will literally come to you basically, as long as you put out more content, um, you know, that's something that I think a lot of us up and coming artists we struggle with is trying to put out content consistently. Um, but you'll attract those certain people that um, and it's weird. Like I don't I don't have many followers on Instagram. Um, but I already have people who, who will comment like, oh, I love this, and and consistently, like they'll like you know this is dope. Consistently they'll comment, hit me up, and and you know right. with the weird you know the weird stuff I post and weird music and um, you know, and I'm. So it's like sometimes you wonder, like, who's gonna who exactly would like this, but those people out there are out there, even if your music, like, it doesn't even matter, like, how I guess, quote unquote, even good your music is. Like, there's tons right. of people out there with like music that I wouldn't listen to, most people wouldn't listen to, but they have their, their fan base, like, um, and they're making you know a decent money from them, and that kind of. Mm-hmm goes to the whole thing of, like, having a thousand true fans, like, having a thousand people who are willing to go to your shows, who are willing to, um... Buy merch. uh, Buy merchandise. You know, and then, you know, if they do that once a year, you're good. You're good, like... And granted, of course you want to, you know, reach for the stars, like, you don't want to settle at a thousand fans, but that just kind of... I like thinking about that. I even think about that in terms of sales on my website. I'm like, oh... If I can get, um, you, know, 1, buy, uh, um, you know, a thousand people to buy, you know, a thirty-dollar product, that's like half a year's of, <laughs> of wages, right, right there. Like, it just, you know, I like thinking breaking stuff down like that, because then it it makes it more, it makes you realize how feasible a certain goal is. Like, when yeah. you break it down it makes how it many makes people.
0: yeah, it makes it more realistic and mm-hmm. tangible. And um, especially when you, this is the main thing. Like I, I'm more of a, of a, of a dreamer and a doer. Um, but this is what took me out of some of my dreaming mindset and brought me back to more reality. There is so much music out there; it's not even funny anymore. Because, like and you said, you've got you've got so many people because of. And this is a whole other thing. We'll talk about this later because we're actually yeah. going to need to wrap, wrap this up for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's. There's so much music out there that, I think it was Mr. Carmack, he he described it the best way. He's like, what happened with SoundCloud, like, like before SoundCloud, it was like you went to Whole Foods and you got the best stuff from artists. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the best. And then SoundCloud came, it was like, it's Walmart. And you got, like, <laughs> yeah. so many yeah. options, but they're not the A best ton. option. And yeah. there's so many tons of options, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you go to, like he said, like, Whole Foods You get like the best The best Cream of the crop mm-hmm. Kind of artists Those types of things But um We'll, we'll save that for another. That's a whole other thing yeah. Um But yeah man th- So this has been good Um We want to thank you guys For listening And tuning in If you got any questions Or you just want to follow us Um I'm and Sage At and Sage Music I'm on Instagram TikTok Facebook Um You name it Um Currently working on Releasing a project Pretty soon Um yeah, uh, just check me out for more content. Also, join my Discord community, The Sage Summit. Um, that's available as well. If you don't find it on Google, just follow me on Instagram, and it's in the link in my bio. So yeah.
1: All right, and I'm Justin or Justin, and you can head to my website and all my socials and everything are on there. And it's spelled J S T X Y N dot com. Um, you can get sound packs if you're a producer. Um, You know, you can find my music
0: there. Um, You know, you can join my email list. And yeah. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening. Take care and be safe out there. Peace. Peace.